This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, we're talking about something that can really make or break the relationships that you have with your clients. You know, we, you know, us here at Spotlight Branding, we're all about marketing, but you can have the best marketing in the world, but if your customer service sucks, then your marketing is all for naught. And so uh, this week I'm joined by Marlene Kosain from Abbey Connect, and we're going to talk all about just some things that you can be doing to make sure that your firm's customer service is top notch. So uh, yeah, Marlene, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having John. So yeah, before we jump in, uh, give us the quick introduction. Who are you? Who is Abby Connect? What do you guys have to offer? Yeah, of course. So um, I've been with Abby Connect for about eight and a half years now. So throughout those years, I've kind of worn multiple different hats. Uh, I've had my hand in hiring, training, culture, and leading the receptionist department. And now currently, I've kind of switched gears a bit. And now I'm focused more on culture and staff development as the Abbey Way co-director. Um, so Abby Connect is a virtual receptionist service. So we provide reception services for doctors, lawyers, different fields to really act as an extension of their business. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I've been here for about seven years. I've worn all of the hats that we have here. So <laughs> you know what um, I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's we're we're not exactly like all of the other millennials who switch jobs every two years, but we've just done it within the same company. Stayed in the same place. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So awesome. So yeah, so like I think I think, you know, broadly speaking, most people I think are going to agree that customer service is important. I don't know any of our listeners are going to be like, no, I don't care about customer service. I mean, yes, obviously it's going to be very important. But I mean, like, what are what are the basics? I mean, what should every firm be doing at a very bare minimum to ensure good customer service? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that kind of like what you were talking about, having a good having good customer service is always talked about. It kind of yeah. sounds like a saturated topic even, but for as much as it's talked about, I actually think that companies still struggle to define and provide an, ex an exceptional customer experience. So yeah. one of the first steps I believe firms can do is to provide um, an, an intentional experience. So look yeah. at your experience and really look at how you're providing your customer service. Because just because this is how you've always done things, that doesn't really mean that you're doing the best of things. So I always think it's healthy for every business to uh, take a step back and evaluate what they're currently doing. So yeah. it starts from the very beginning. So is my website intuitive and is it easy to follow? How does the person answering my phone sound? Do they sound professional and cold? Do they sound happy to help? Do they sound like a stranger can trust them? Trust is really important. Or yeah. do they sound like they hate their job? <laughs> Some people really <laughs> do sound like that on the phones. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot. Do you have bilingual receptionist? Do you, hmm. What's the handoff process like? Do they trust just you or do they trust your staff too? So hmm. I, I really think that intentionality is a big key. Yeah, I mean, and even if, um, even if you as the firm owner are still answering the phones, and we'll get to that you know, oh. issue here in a second, but... Just, I, I can't tell you how many times I've called a law firm or even just like any other small business and I'll either just get law firm or I'll just get hello. Like, yeah. I want to make sure I know who I'm calling. You know, like, <laughs> obviously, like if you answer law firm, 
I, there are other law firms in your area. Like I, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm calling the right one. Um, you know, phone numbers can change you just answering. Hello. I don't know if I've just called someone's personal phone by accident or if I've dialed the wrong number or anything like that. And so that's, it's, it's off putting right from the start. And so, you know, just in that example alone, I think if you're doing that, you're already digging yourself a hole. Yeah. And that's that first impression that we're talking about. I actually had this happen to me a few months ago. I got a traffic ticket, which I know wasn't my proudest moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was actually shocked to kind of experience how long it took me to find an attorney that I actually felt comfortable with. And Mm. it really left me wondering, what's that best customer service experience that these firms can provide? Is it that or have they just not put much thought into what they're doing? So yeah. I'm in Las Vegas. So marketing is huge here. The yeah, it's big, it's flashy. That's what we're known for. Kind of like the billboards that you envision on TV when you think of Vegas. And when yeah. I called I the first attorney, I had the most disappointing experience. The phone rang and rang until I got voicemail. And I hung up as soon as I heard the voicemail. Yeah. And really, there's two reasons. I One was very unimpressed that there was no one there to take my call. I feel like customers nowadays, we want something and we want it instantly. We want to talk to someone. And yeah. it's an automatic deal breaker. I have no loyalty to you. I have no loyalty to your company. I don't know who you are. I don't owe you anything. So there really is no reason for me to leave you a voicemail when there isn't even someone there to greet me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost, you know, I I talked about marketing kind of at the beginning. I mean, your customer service can also be an extension of your marketing. Uh, You know, I mean, especially, you know, in your case, especially, you know, you, you had this issue come up, you kind of are doing your initial research. All right. You're finding these people, however you found them, whether it was through referral, maybe you, you know, did a search for them and now you're, you're trying to interact with them, but if you're not either not able to get in touch with them or that first interaction doesn't either doesn't line up with kind of the marketing that you saw, or just doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth, you're going to go elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it's what first impression are you setting? I've been a virtual receptionist myself in the past. It was for, I want to say five plus years. And one of the most common frustrations I always heard on the phone was that people hadn't heard back from their attorneys. And of course, you and I know (laughs) things take time, updates can take time, but the caller doesn't know that. So to me, if I'm a potential new client and it's that hard for me to talk to you when I'm trying to give you my money, how am I going to feel once you actually have my money? Are you going to go completely MIA and I'm not going to hear from you again? It's something as simple as that that makes me question, should I really go with this company or not? Yeah. And you, and you kind of said a little bit before, you know, just our generation and and as the the younger generations come along, they, it's that instant gratification sort of culture. Like we are very used to getting just about anything that we need in a very short amount of time. And then you couple that with, you know, especially the legal industry um, and and other industries who have always been notoriously slow to adopt uh, new technologies, automations and, and, and things like that. You start, you start running into some trouble. So, um, you know, so we talked about the basics a little bit. One of the things, especially, you know, that I've seen and a big concern that a lot of firms have is that they want to figure out how they can stand out from their competitors. And so in that customer service space, what are some things that firms can do to really go above and beyond and really make sure that they're standing out and and giving a, a very unique experience? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the handoff process is super important because when we see the billboards as a consumer, we're we're signing up for the attorney that we see or the commercial that we see, but really who we're talking to is the receptionist, it's the paralegal. So how intentional are you about the people that you're hiring and on selling me as the consumer on your staff? I think that's super important. And really taking a look at the person answering your phones and from a scale of one to 10, what experience are they providing? How's your tone of voice? How likely is it for someone to trust them? Um, do they confirm them for information? Can they provide information and accurate information? So I think there's a lot of things that attorneys can do to make sure that they're not leaving money on the table anymore. I was, ran across a Vonage article the other day and it was talking about how American businesses lose, I think it was like $62 billion on average just because they can't provide a great customer experience. Wow. And I think that, yeah, I think that business owners can provide a great experience, but I believe the issue that they're struggling with is that they're so bogged down. They're trying to keep up because customers want you to be available and available at all times. And I get it, but at the same time, how can you constantly be available to everybody? How can your receptionist yeah. and paralegal be available all the time when they're dealing with other things? So I think right. a lot of it's delegating also. Yeah, I agree. And so, you know, and, and God, I delegate, I've been preaching delegation for so long now, and there's so many different ways that, that you could do it. Obviously, you know, outsourcing, you know, a receptionist is one of those things. So let's kind of talk about that for a second here. So yeah. I think solo practitioner, I don't think you should still be answering your own phones. You've got a lot of business that you've got to attend to and, you know, being distracted by your phone ringing, however often that it does is not helping you. So, you know, I know, I, I kind of know where you're probably going to go with this recommendation, but you know, at what point does it make sense for a, a true solo to outsource versus potentially looking at a full-time front desk person? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I love how you were talking about the solopreneur, really, because sometimes it is the attorney that's answering their phones. And yep. if it is, if that's them, then I think honesty comes into play. How's that going? Are you yep. in a rush when you're answering the call? Do you have to stop, constantly stop what you're doing and interrupt your focus time to answer that call? Um, and I think it's really asking yourself, am I really the best person to be answering the phones? Is this the one thing that I can do and only I can do? And I think the answer is going to be no. And right. I also, I really like this question because I think that's a common misconception is kind of that idea that a virtual receptionist will replace your staff, will replace your receptionist or your paralegal or take their job, if you will. And I totally get that. It's a valid concern, but yeah. the short answer is no. <laughs> We're not saying get rid of your receptionist or paralegal. Our goal here is to elevate your staff and free up some of their time and to free up the solopreneur's yeah. time too. So imagine what else a paralegal legal could be doing if they didn't have to constantly stop what they were doing to answer calls. And I actually have a funny story. I had called yeah. someone, I think it was a few months ago to follow up on offering our free trial. And I was trying to get in touch with the attorney. And I think it was the receptionist, maybe a paralegal answered. And I told her what I was calling about. She sounded great. And she laughed and said, no, thanks. That's kind of why they have me. And she hung up. And okay. I, yeah, and I really wish I could have just 
had this conversation about abundance versus scarcity mindset. I think oftentimes yeah. we can we can hold on to every single task and responsibility because we think or we're scared that if we let something go, that will be seen as less valuable to the company. But in reality, paralegals and receptionists don't have to carry all of that weight on their shoulders. I really wanted to ask her, like, what do you wish you could be doing right now that you can't because you have this other responsibility? What do you wish you could be learning right now from your attorneys or from your paralegals right now, but you can't because you're answering the phone. So I think yeah. the attorneys also have a lot of things that they can delegate that they want to delegate, but then they can't because there's already this really big responsibility because answering the phone is a big responsibility. That's the reputation of your business. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially talk about customer service, you know, you got people coming in through the door to the physical office. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're, front desk person is also having to answer phones or, you know, they're, they're kind of torn between people coming in and and giving them the attention they deserve versus making sure the phones get answered in a timely manner, because it also doesn't do a whole lot of good if they answer the phone quickly, but all they're doing is like, Hey, can you please hold? And then Mm -hmm. they're on, and then that person's on hold for several minutes at a time. Right. That doesn't create a great experience either. That first impression. And I think as far as, does it make sense to outsource your phone answering I might be biased, but I think the answer is absolutely. What happens yeah. when your reception is sick? They have to take time off. They go to lunch. Who's answering your phones? Or what happens when they're in the middle of something important and they have to stop to answer that call? Or they do let it go to voicemail because they can't, um, because they have someone in front of them, for example. Even as simple as what happens when 5 p.m. rolls around or the weekends mm-hmm. or the holidays. What what plans do you have in place for that? Yeah, for sure. You know, and I mean, and talk about ways you can stand out, you know, being able to say that someone is available 24 seven is, mm-hmm. is a huge boost and, and a huge advantage that, that maybe some other firms aren't, aren't going to be offering. Um, you know, and when we talk about, um, you know, bringing someone in house, you know, and let's say someone just wants to have an in-house receptionist, mm-hmm. what kinds of qualities would they need to look for in making that kind of hire? Yeah, absolutely. I think, first of all, it should align with your core values. We at Abbey Connect really believe in having core values and aligning the people that you hire with your core values. So for us, one of our core values is excellence and someone that has integrity and has a growth mindset. Those are just an example of three of our core values. So I myself oversee the hiring process and it's really important for us to have someone that can kind of just jump in and has that mentality that they want to learn, they want to grow. They're not scared of the phones. They're not scared of answering for a company that maybe they're, for a field that maybe they're not that experienced in just yet. Um, I think it's really important to have people in your office that can speak the lingo. I think that's super important. If it's someone on the phone's, throwing questions at you or throwing terms at you and they don't know what certain terms mean, then that kind of also doesn't give the first impression that your company knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's so much more than someone who just sounds good and sounds energetic and, you know, has that sort of extrovert, doesn't mind talking to people all the time. Like they've got to be able to pick up on uh, things and learn very quickly and mm-hmm. really be more than just that you know, they have to be a gatekeeper in in some ways. I know some people kind of uh, turn their nose up at that term, but like it gatekeeper, just in terms of having sort of a a good frame of reference for everything that's going on at the firm so that they don't have to constantly be like, Oh, that's a good question. Let me get back to you. You know, they can kind of handle a lot of stuff, you know, up front and, and get people to where they need to go. 
Absolutely. That's why with our training, we try to empower our receptionist and have them go through extensive training and knowing that we're here. We're here to give you all the tools that we have on this company. We have FAQs, we have pricing, we can schedule consultations, we have intake forms. We're here to be knowledgeable in your business and really truly act as an extension of your business. So we don't have to call you for all those things. We don't have, it's kind of counterintuitive. You hire us. So yep. we can so you don't have to answer calls anymore as much or you don't have to be interrupted. Your receptionist then should be able to answer questions and schedule appointments, take down intake, things of, of that nature. Yeah. And so, you know, and one other kind of question, we've kind of hit on this a little bit, but I want to, you know, kind of want to really drive the point home. You know, we talk about potentially outsourcing the the receptionist duties, but I mean, you know, also I, I think a lot of times attorneys, especially the solopreneurs that we talked about, they know they need some sort of help up front. And I think a lot of times they just kind of default to that sort of front desk assistant type thing um, and handling more administrative type things. But there's, I, I think there's a good argument to be made that maybe your first hire is someone like a paralegal or someone who helps more with the casework and it makes more sense to then outsource the admin stuff, the receptionist front desk stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it goes back to what's the thing that only you can do? What's, yeah. It's all about delegation and it's all about being strategic about the people that you hire. Is mm-hmm. the paralegal the only person that can answer the phones or can you outsource that? I, I, to me, it's as simple as that. When you're going to put yeah. your resources and resources are limited, you really want to be strategic in where you're using those resources. Yeah. And especially in just such a customer centric world that that we live in right now, you know, you made the point earlier, like who's going to be covering your phones if someone has to call in sick or someone goes on lunch or when five o'clock goes around, you know, on the weekends and after hours and stuff. And so, you know, you really talk about wanting to make a difference and really stand out. Maybe that is something then that you consider and, and having more benefits like that of outsourcing versus, you know, hoping that someone's able to work 40 hours a week and, and not, you know, potentially miss out, miss opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot that goes into customer service. Again, I feel like yeah. we haven't really even tapped into what customer service really means and how to create a great customer experience. And yeah. how much time does an attorney personally have to train a receptionist on customer service, on a true customer service experience? How much time do they have to to hire a receptionist, the correct receptionist, if their receptionist doesn't work out. There's so many yeah. things. How many time, how much personal time and resources do you have into keeping your employees happy? We know that if our employees happy, they're going to treat our customers uh, with the same respect. So there's just a lot more that goes into than just hiring someone to answer your phones. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, you know, just like attorneys aren't really taught how to market their firms in law school, you're not taught how to manage a team either especially when it's a team doing things that you personally don't have much experience doing. So, I mean, and you mentioned, you know, creating, creating a good experience. I mean, let's dive into that a little bit. I mean, what is, what does that look like? You know, what are the different elements there of creating a good customer experience? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think listening skills are super important. I think sometimes we kind of just jump in and we want to answer questions, but really sometimes people, most of the time, aren't calling attorneys on the best of circumstances. So are you really listening to what they need or are we kind of just rushing them off the call and assuming that that is what they need? Oftentimes as humans, we have so many layers to us that we say one thing, but we really mean something either different or to a different level. Um, So I think that's important. Establishing a personal connection. Personal connections are super important to us. It's really important for us to be able to build a connection, to build trust with the person that's calling and to make them feel like they're right at home. They're in the right hands, that we've got them covered. I think it's important to reassure them. We're going to be here for you every step of the way. We're going to take that stress off of you. My attorneys are the best of the best. They've been at this for a really long time and you're in great hands. So it's more than just may have your name, may have your number, may have what it's regarding. Okay, I'll pass that along, which is truly what I hear oftentimes when I call, let's say, a medical office, a true answering service. That's kind of the experience I usually hear. Yeah. And it's and it's honestly not even just at the start of the relationship. I mean, I think it's also uh, really important, excuse me, to go to to make sure that you maintain that experience during and even after everything's wrapped up. Yeah, absolutely. Communication is so key. Over-communication, I'm learning, is way better than average communication, no communication. The more you're communicating, yeah. the better. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talk about talk about wanting to stand out and, and, you know, really provide an experience that goes above and beyond. I think a big place where a lot of firms, you know, legal, financial, all kinds of industries where a lot of them fall flat is like once the case is done or once that work is done, like it's just you go your separate ways. But there's a huge opportunity, I think, for retention, for repeat business, for referrals. If you have some sort of system in place, whether it's marketing, some sort of outreach that that your team does to continue that relationship, check in on people, continue educating and, and, you know, kind of building more rapport as time goes on for people who have already kind of gone through the cases resolved or what, you know, whatever you, you were doing for them. Yeah, absolutely. It could be as simple as a card. It could be as simple as a phone call. Like, hey, I remembered this about your son. How's his baseball going? Like, it's those things that you see that you might think are super time consuming and maybe they're not even that important. But to me, whenever I receive that, it's like, wow, they really did listen. Wow, they really do care. I'm not just a number. I'm not just a transaction. I'm not just a dollar sign. And I think more and more as being millennials or the generation that we're in, we don't want to feel like a number. We want to feel a part of something. We want to feel cared for. We want to feel included. And there's so many attorneys, we can take our business elsewhere if our needs aren't being met. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, and and that's, that's part of the culture as well is, is more and more people, especially that we saw during the pandemic, more and more people left kind of this quote unquote corporate world and kind of struck out on their own and wanted to build their own business. So you're going to have more of that, which means more competition, which means more of a need to stand out. Um, I do have, um, I do have one more question and, and this one's, you know, it, it fits in within this topic, but it's also just one that, that I had personally. And that's, you know, I see two different terms out there. I see answering service and then I see virtual receptionist service. Is there a difference between the two? And if so, kind of explain what that is. Yeah, for sure. If I'm being honest, I think it's the difference between good and great. <laughs> I think it's okay. as simple as that. And answering service is very bare bones. They typically mm-hmm. lack that personal touch and typically only answer very quick 
calls and maybe cold transfer the call to you. Uh, kind of okay. like I mentioned earlier when you're thinking about like your doctor's office after hours when you're calling in, may I have your yeah. name, may I have your number? Okay, I'll have them give you a call back. And usually that interaction is very dry. There's not a lot of trust building. Now, a virtual receptionist service, they uphold your company's image and brands on each call as if the receptionist was right there in your office. So your virtual receptionist usually answers calls. They screen the calls. They can transfer your calls in your desired customizable way. They typically can do more than just take a phone call. They can do new client intake, fill out web forms, schedule appointments, make outbound calls. So for us here at Abby, we're super proud to be very customizable. So mm. we want to be able to help business owners in the way that they need us to help them. So they and their team can do what they do best, really. So I think that it's super important to hire the very best of the best receptionist and provide them with the tools necessary for them to really act as a true extension of your business. Awesome. Well, then that's a that's a really great segue to what I was going to ask next. You know, what you know, talk for a little bit just about the different ways that Abby helps people and and how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more. Yeah, great. So Abby Connect, we're a family-owned customizable virtual receptionist service. So we're here to revolutionize the customer experience. That's our vision, and that's something that we truly live by. So for us, super it's super important to have human connections. So you'll have your dedicated customer success manager that's focused on exceeding your expectations. So they're your point of contact. They're the ones that are going to customize your account the way that you need it. If you need a script or if you need things a certain way, they'll do that for you. They'll check it check in with you regularly to make sure that we're meeting and exceeding your expectations. So it's not kind of a just sign up and we're going to forget about you and hope that you're happy. We're constantly going to be checking into making sure that we're revolutionizing that customer experience for you. And then on the receptionist side, you'll have a team of about five receptionists um, taking your calls. We do include bilingual receptionists as well. So they'll be able to deliver an exceptional customer experience over the phone. And we really believe in what we sell. We also offer a 14-day free trial. So if anybody gets in touch with us through abby.com, they can sign up for our 14-day free trial and really see what it's like to have a receptionist service. Awesome. And I will, I'll include that URL uh, in the show notes. So yeah, definitely encourage uh, everyone to go and check them out. Um, you know, we've, we've met at, at a couple of different conferences and, and I, you know, we really do like what you guys do. So um, that is going to be it. I do have one final question for you. Uh, it's the one question that we ask all of our guests here. And that is, if you had one final piece of advice to our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, I think personal growth is super important. I know it's totally off topic and that's okay, but I think personal growth is super important. Being able to develop yourself, being able to be a constant lifelong learner. For us at Abby, it's super important. It's one of our core values to keep growing, to keep revolutionizing and to keep challenging ourselves. What books can we listen to? What podcasts could we listen to? Who can we talk to? And again, what's that one thing that only we can do and delegate the rest? Exactly. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of what I was going to add on to that. You know, it's, you know, personal development and, and continued learning is so important, but I think a key aspect of that is being able to understand where it's best to let something go and let, you know, an, another expert handle something and delegate that to someone else so that you can focus on what you are exceptionally good at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us here this week. Uh, thank you all for the continued feedback, uh, all of the ratings and reviews. If you have not done so yet, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever else uh, you're consuming the show. And that's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Marlene, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.